Greetings and welcome to Impala's podcast series, 20 Minutes With. This is Juliana Corantin, and in this episode, we are totally psyched to be talking to Kenny Gates, co-founder and CEO of the sprawling independent music empire known as PS, within which are various entities such as the PS Label Group and Integral, its recently renamed Distribution and Services Department. Kenny was a mere 19 years old when, alongside one of our previous guests, Michel Lambeau, he started a business in Brussels. And almost four decades later, it is still going strong as one of the most important independent music groups in Europe and elsewhere. Hi, Kenny. Welcome to the show. Hi, Juliana. I'm equally psyched to be here. Ace, ace, ace. Now, before we kick off into the real business, I am sure you must have heard this a thousand times, but I do have to quickly ask, has your name ever been confused with the one for the smooth jazz saxophone player, Kenny G? That's so funny, Juliana. Um, Actually, you know, back in the 70s in Brussels at school, having an English name in class was not easy at all. You know, Kenny G. Uh Um, Are you the son of Bill Gates? Um, (laughs) And then lots of jokes with my name since my childhood. So, yes, I've been asked that and many other associations with my name before. Well, I'm sure it's made life a tiny bit more interesting than probably you planned, but there we go. We are born what we are born with. So back to Kenny Gates of PS. We've already heard the story of how you and Michelle started the business out of your parents' basement in Brussels. Tell us more about PS today as Europe's biggest music company. How has it grown? And is this anywhere near what you imagined it would become? After all, you have built what is a unique international setup and network. You know, Juliana, when when you climb a wall or a mountain, you look up and only up. But suddenly when you decide to turn around and after a bit of time and, and look down, look at what you've climbed so far, it's sometimes somewhat scary and, and surprising indeed. Um, and I suffer from vertigo. Oh, oh. So it's exciting, but, you know, to me, the best is yet to come and it's not the end. And we, we keep going and going and going. And it's that's the most exciting part of it. So do you recall precise moments of when you thought, what have I done or what am I doing? What was I thinking going setting up my own business? Did you go through that phase? Uh, like uh, 256 times, yes. <laughs> Actually, if I could multiply 39 years times 365, that would be the amount of times I ask myself that question. But it's not very important, is it? It's just you just do it because you have a fire in you and, and you feel you have to do it. So it's just it's just natural. But sometimes, yes, it's, it's scary, but exciting. Wonderful. In today's business world, There are a lot of independent entrepreneurs, usually mostly in the tech world, but still, 
independent entrepreneurs who start ventures with the aspirations to sell to a bigger corporation. After all these years, Pierce's independence, I suspect, is still sacrosanct. What do you think is important to keep in mind when running a music business like Pierce? What are the main characteristics of such a successful and long-established music company? Well, I would say you need a plan. Even if it's vague, you need a plan. You need some principles, I also think, and you need to stick to them. You need a gut. You need to follow your gut. And I, I think you need, well, that's what we did. You always have to look at the long term and plan for the long term. And finally, I would summarize by saying you need to constantly try to answer these three questions. What? Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. And to me, the most important question is why? If you can answer the why, you've got a plan. Am I being cryptic? No, not at all. I think uh, fascinating. I think it's more the word. There are two things that actually struck a chord with me. The word principle, for one. Now, since you were young when you started, I can imagine that a lot of young startups would love to know what inspired you. What made you say, there are some things I shouldn't budge away from, and that, that should be my guideline. And the second one was thinking long term. So you're more as implying that from the get-go, you saw this as your career, not a means to an uh, and a short-term end. Absolutely. I, I was inspired by, by some, some people in the music industry like Daniel Miller or Martin Mills or the people who were behind the labels uh, of the music I was buying as a, as a music lover. Okay, and, okay. And, um, and I wanted to make this, some, you know, build something long-term from, from day one. That is astonishing. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about what being independent means to you in the year 2021, a time when people talk about the song economy, the creator economy, the DIY artists, artist-first formats, the rise of artists and label services. Do you think the independent music sector has changed? And depending on your answer, why? Well, why has it changed, Juliana? You know, everything changes all the time. Um, the, the market has changed so many times and, and the environment has changed so many times since 1982 when we started the, the company. Uh, you know, we started with the, the vinyl and the cassette, uh, only to go to the, the, the vinyl and the CD and then the vinyl completely disappeared and then the MP3 iTunes came on board and then yes. streaming came on board and then the iTunes almost disappeared and the CD is disappearing and vinyl came back and it's very strong and we even manufacturing cassettes now. So, you know, you could say it's full circle, but definitely things change. And it's not only the format that has changed, it's everything has changed. And, you know, DIY always existed. And it's great. And it's great. You know, it's great for the artists who want that. Some artists want to do everything themselves. Some artists feel the need to have a partner. And that's what we do. And we, you know, we accompany the artists or the labels and every level that they they wish. And that's our strength, is our flexibility. But you know, change is a motor. It induces anxiety, but also excitement. And change, you know what? 
change keeps us young because we keep we, do, we need to keep uh, being vibrant and alert all the time. I'm maybe deviating slightly quickly at this point, but bear with me. You're a teenager when you start. Did sacrifices come for you to still be in to do what you love all these years later, four decades or more? Sacrifices? No. I think there are loads of people who would love to hear that answer. No, because it's a passion. So, you know, it's a passion and a fire. So it's just like when you're being driven, you know, you just... Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. And yes, you know, my personal life, that's that's for the next 20 minutes, Juliana. But um, (laughs) yes, there's been consequences for me working so hard, probably, but I don't feel I've sacrificed anything. I've loved every minute of it, even when... There were, you know, when when it was at the lowest, I still loved it. I think I know many who will who will resonate with that. So thank you for your honesty there. Um, when he was on the show a few months back, Michel Lambeau, your co-founder, told us why Pierce was instrumental in setting up Impala. In the long term, what are the benefits of independent music companies having not only a single voice? but an independent single voice. Well, it's quite obvious, you know, to me. One of my preferred mottos is is the one for Belgium. In French, l'union fait la force. It means together we are stronger. You know, too many people in business, to me, try to achieve great things on their own. I, I personally can't. PS is based on inclusive and collaborative thinking. And to me, partnerships are essential. So getting together with Impala, with Merlin is fantastic. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And very reassuring too. Because in the creative industry, it is quite tempting to lean on the artist's approach, which is me and my thoughts and my creativity and my inspiration, whereas the business side also requires a bit more than that. As you said, unity is strength. Still sticking to the theme of the creative side, Piers started by importing UK music, if I understand correctly. Seeing that you have also London offices, I'm guessing that the connection is still pretty strong. Why is it important for you that European music maintains that connection in spite of Brexit, which is Britain's decision to quit the European Union? Well, firstly, you know, I, I should remind you that, that today our, our London office is, is the heart of our, of our creative and commercial effort. There's more than oh, 100, seriously? There's more than 100 people there. That's where it's, it's, our, it's our base now. It's our commercial and artistic base so, and creative base. So... You know, Brexit is a curse. It's uh, uh, but uh, and it's a curse for for all of us. And um, I don't like it, but not much we can do about it. So we just need to keep, you know, again working together. And being based out of Belgium, very early I saw that you know the Belgian market was very small, and and really that our market should be especially for left of center new artists. Um, our market should be the world, really. So I've always wanted to build a company which 
would be able to have a global presence and philosophy and being able to everywhere adapt to the local culture in in trying to to um, to create a market and defend our artists in in the in those markets as successfully and as well as possible really so for, for me europe has has always been the thing is um okay. cre- create a pan european company and are now a pan world company so absolutely you know, i hate brexit but you know we'll do our best to do what we have to do for it not to be too much of a nuisance is it difficult having your commercial center in london or is it business as usual it's just that now you've just got a bit more rules to follow no it's easy i mean i, I you get used to it you know we started we started in the uk in 1988 so very quickly we bought a, a, a distributor who went uh, bankrupt so there's a whole could be a whole, a whole 20 minutes about how we how we grew in the uk in, in 30 years okay. but i've been traveling every week or several times a month to the UK. And actually I have a, a flat there with my wife. It's home. It's another home. Uh, but except I haven't been there in 18 months now because of the lockdown. And I'm going tomorrow for the first time in 18 months. Excellent. Now, back to a point we discussed earlier, because normally music journalists like myself focus on the major labels buying independence for their growth strategies. PS recently made a unique deal with the major label Universal Music Group, arguably the world's largest recorded music company. Could you tell us something more about it? How will that arrangement work? What was the process behind it? And for me, I'm keen to know, how will you ensure PS's independence is maintained? Well, um, I think we... We went at length in in explaining how the deal worked in our communications uh, when the deal happened. But in short, um, we needed a war chest, Juliana. This market has become crazy in terms of the needs to to sustain um, the uh, the financial demands to be able to to, to grow the needs to, to grow the business. So we needed a partner, and we uh, we met, you know everybody almost from from people from the music community and people from the financial community and in the end we didn't like the financial community so much because it's all about guess what everything but the music but um, no understanding of what company culture means no understanding about what music means only the figures and the biggest uh, label in the in the world understands that they are the biggest and therefore they need partners who are smaller to to be in in a market they don't understand or are, are too big to operate in uh, and and therefore so it was really a partnership of of equals in a way because they need us in in what we do and and we needed a, a partner who understands what we do as an interest in 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 leaving us doing what we do best so uh, how how will us secure our independence simply uh, because of the contract we signed and because my, you know, my trust and belief in, in the people uh, with whom I, um, I have made the deal. So what's next for Piers? What are the things you're looking forward to? Because there is the 40th anniversary next year. Am I right? Yes, you are right. We like parties. So um, <laughs> any excuse for a celebration is always a good excuse. Now, don't know if we'll have the time to do everything we have in our heads. That's always a problem, like lots of ideas and too little time. But I'm, I'm, I'd like to write a book 
on the story of the company or the anecdotes of the company. Because when you are with friends or people you, you know well and you start telling some stories and anecdotes, you think when you tell them they're really nothing with the People on the receiving end, they love the stories and they go, you should write a book. And I always thought, well, who is it going to interest to write, you know, to read all those stupid stories? And actually, I've been convinced that some of them are quite good, quite unique and could be quite inspiring for young entrepreneurs as well. You know, so I decided during the summer to get, you know, try it. And I've, I've talked to someone who's going to write it and um, based on interviews of, of various employees and managers and whatever and try and get you know a little book together for our 40th anniversary we want to re-release 40 albums or 40 vinyl, which you know we'll try and do as well during 2022 oh now that i'm looking forward to and the book because i love anecdotes too um so absolutely amazing so to pick your brain a bit which are the emerging young labels we should look out for in the independent sector now, do you think? That's putting you on the spot, right? Well, there's so many. So if you name one or the others and people listen to my uh, podcast, which I'm sure two or three people maximum will do, but I, I don't want them to think, oh, why didn't Kenny name me? Um but okay, I'll name a few. I think Speedy Wonderground is wonder wondergroundful, and I think they have got a, a great future. They've got great taste, and um, they've got their ears in the right place. And then there's labels who who I have a lot of you know respect for and, and love, and you know and you know like Heavenly or Muta. They're not young labels, but they keep they keep. Um, reinventing the wheel and coming up with young artists all the time. Partisan is incredible, an incredible label as well. And Transgressive is, you know, like they are formidable. There's a new label we've uh, we're in partnership with, it's called Don't Sleep, which we have great aspirations for as well. Where are they based? Uh, in London. Okay. And then there's a label I re- who's not, it's not really a label, it's a label with management and publishing. It's a young entrepreneur called Samuel, and he's got a company called the Flight Club. Not the Fight Club, but the Flight Club. And he is, he's amazing. And he'll come up with some great things in the future. And he doesn't go through PS, you see. So I was trying to be eclectic and uh, and uh, and cover um, everything I feel is, is exciting at the moment. Well, we should all be keeping an eye on those um, ventures as well. So thank you for being open about your current tastes, etc. Now, Kenny, if you had a magic wand, what would you change in the music industry today? Magic. I love magic. <laughs> you know my magic fa- you know my magic fantasy. I'll tell you my magic fantasy. Oh, tell us a bit more. I um I saw this movie when I was a kid called Forbidden Planet. And I think, if I remember well, in Forbidden Planet, you they you just put some uh, headphones on you and fall asleep, and then you learn super quick things that would take you decades to to learn. So, as I'm a frustrated musician whose incapacity to concentrate and who's got no patience, <laughs> never managed to learn an instrument, and I'm always amazed, amazed to see 
a pianist, a guitarist, a musician, something I can't do. I would love to fall asleep with headphones on me and wake up the next morning and just take a guitar and go, one for the mic, two for the show, and just go on on stage. You see, that would be one magic one. Okay, that's not going to happen. I go with that too. But, go uh, with it's that a too. fantasy of mine which I wanted to share with you. No, no, I think it's a brilliant one, especially since I'm an Elvis fan. But go on. <laughs> and then the uh, the other one, really, if I had a magic wand, I would simply eradicate the short termism and the speculation in this business. Sometimes I feel the music industry has become like the Silicon Valley ten years ago. Okay. And it's distorted by short-term profit, by greed, and by a lot of new independent actors who come in with lots of investment money and uh, who want uh, a quick and a big return. And that has really distorted our market. So, yes, Magic Wants people out. All these, all these imposters, parasites out i won't date i won't name them don't insist juliana i will not name them i totally understand that it's a fascinating point you make and i suspect there are many out there who sympathize in which case kenny for our popular quick fire questions five questions in five minutes here we go first what are the three things that stand out for you in the past 12 months I would say love record stores, you know, our initiative to to help the, the, the independent label record stores during the pandemic. And then generally speaking, the positive of the pandemic, which is the solidarity in the pandemic, you know, within, within PS, but within the community in general and, and beyond that sometimes. And then the Arlo Parks album, which is to me uh, in 40 years, one of the albums we are the most proud of. I get that too. What are your priorities for the future? Get PS to be better and better, whatever that means, whatever better means. Live for each moment, celebrate life, and then lower my golf handicap. (laughs) All the great positives in life. I love that. (laughs) What are you often heard saying? The best is yet to come. Those who say... It cannot be done, shouldn't interrupt those of us who are doing it. Mean what you say. Don't fear differences, but try to celebrate and understand differences. And also, oh no, my ball went in the pond again. I'm sure many of our listeners will be learning a lot from that too. What's your one piece of advice to anyone considering a career in music? Follow your gut. Don't follow the money. And what's on your playlist at the moment? During the summer, I um, I bought about 60 pieces of vinyl, 60 albums, a lot of jazz or jazz from the 50s, 60s, 70s, like Hank Obley, for instance. There's a young artist that we've signed in Belgium called Naima Joris, Naima Joris, J-O-O-R-I-S, who I'm very fond of. I'm A&Ring a collection of piano voice albums in French, which I'm really excited about. You know, but generally speaking, all, all the mu- our new music uh, that we put out, I, I listen to a lot of it. So it's very varied. Well, Kenny Gates, 
Thanks so much for making the time to talk to us at 20 Minutes With to explore the fascinating history of PS, its contribution to the rise and rise of independence music internationally, and how your involvement in the launch of Impala helps protect the legacy of the independence in the global business. Thank you again. Thank you, Juliana. It was fun and I enjoyed this. Thank you.